Welcome back, everyone, to a very special edition of Sand Dollar for Your Thoughts. This is part two of the ultimate video game list. We are doing picks five through one. I am here with none other than Tron on my right side and Dead Mouse on my left side. We have a yep. techno battle. They, they they both are inside the the frameworks of the video games. Um, they're both technologically savvy. How are we doing today, my friends? Uh, never been more dead, never been more mouse. I, I couldn't figure out who was who for that one, honestly. I, I'm still confused. Am I Tron? Is that it? it yes, you have okay. claimed Tron. Okay, where's where's my Tron bike? I, I need my Tron bike. We are feverishly waiting for Jake to do a Tron light cycle. Um, but until that time, we get to talk about our video games. And as much as I want to know what's going on in your lives, it's our top don't five. Care. I literally do not care at all. It is time to talk about our top five video games. We're probably going to have some in-depth discussions about each of our top five games. Do either of you want to start us off? Sure, why not? Uh, coming in at number five is a game that I only really got into recently but came out probably around the same time the PS4 did, and that's GTA V. And it's purely, it has one of the best storylines that you can come up with for a video game on top of probably the best online that you can possibly imagine or want in a game. And we beat it to death very quickly. We probably only played about like a month and a half before we all said like, rip, we're calling it quits. We made our quick fortune and bought everything we could ever want in the game i still hop on every now and then just see what the new next podium car is and try to add to my collection but yeah it's a great game coming in at my number five with gta cinco we uh we made quite the name for ourselves in that game and honestly even though we're taking some months off i could totally see us getting back into it at some point yeah and GTA 5 has now made two of our lists because it was on mine last week, I think. So let's see if it's on EJ's list, too, at some point. You'll have to stay tuned to find out, my friends. Actually, uh, really quick, GTA 5, who's your favorite storyline in GTA 5? I think Trevor is the best character. He uh, He's just so random and so creative with his dialogue and insults and and. Random acts of violence that he is just the most consistently funny. I I knew you would pick Trevor before you even picked Trevor. What about you, Jake? <laughs> it, I mean, it's got to be Franklin. I mean, as far as a visual standpoint, being able to drive like all the nice cars and hit, you know, the his special ability, which is essentially you slow down and drive cars in in and out of traffic very easily because he's known as the driver. Uh, th- those have always been the most fun to me. Ironically, and I'm not I'm not doing this to be a antagonist, but I think Michael's my favorite storyline, just because <laughs> the man is a friggin' disaster, and uh, in a different way than Trevor. Like Trevor's insane, and Michael is just like, wow, this guy's life is terrible. But that's interesting. There's three characters, and we all uh, sympathize differently. All right, Joe, please tell me your number five. I apologize. No worries. <clears throat> My number five, it's another Final Fantasy game. This one is um, one of my nostalgia picks, but it's Final Fantasy X, which came out on the PlayStation 2. I don't know what year. It was a long time ago, though, 
and um, it's been remastered like a couple times because it's one of the more iconic games in the franchise. It's got a really amazing storyline, amazing characters. Uh, I was obsessed with it when it came out, and I'm still obsessed with it. I still go back and play it. Um, the remastered versions, I think it's got the some of the best music, some of the best uh, worlds, and overall, it's it's probably my favorite Final Fantasy game, and that would include all the Square Enix stuff from Kingdom Hearts to Final Fantasy 15 to everything. I think this is like the the best and my favorite and just a gem. Do you believe that it is most strong because of its story, its characters, its worlds? Like, what do you think, above all else, makes yeah. this game so strong? Well, I think this was the game that I believe took the fullest advantage of the PS2's advanced hardware when it came out. The, it had these cinematic cutscenes that were so gorgeous and you know, the water looks so real, the hair looks so real. And it also had an incredible um, cast of voice actors. The whole game is voice acted, which was also a relatively new thing. And that just made it feel so real and so um, dynamic and made the characters that much more lovable. So I think it was a lot. A lot of it was the, um, you know, technological advancements, but a lot of it was the story, too. It was a really neat story about this giant monster called Sin that's sort of eating up the world and um, had some parallels to, like, religion and to, um, you know, other larger themes, but done in a very clever and interesting way. My number five is actually a game that we have played together. We have played a lot together. We have loved this game. We have hated this game. Do you guys have any guesses as to what my number five video game of all time is? Overwatch. Overwatch. It sure is. <laughs> Overwatch. I I bought this game when it first came out in 2016. Um, and it's funny because I'm not, I'm not a huge shooter player. Like, I don't really like to play those style of games. Um, but Overwatch just brought something different to the table back in 2016 where... There were different heroes with different abilities, and they told a story. And I was just so captivated by it all, by the animation, by the worlds, by the game modes. And I think my favorite part, I love games where you can have a main. So Overwatch, League of Legends, Smite. My favorite part was just trying to find my main. And then on top of that, it was the first game I've ever played where like, co-op was so important. And, I mean, that's true. We've noticed that if you don't communicate with your team in Overwatch, you're going to lose. And I really do think that I wish, I guess I could say, I communicated more, but I hate talking on the mic. So it's never been that fun. But it's the most fun game that I think I've played with you guys because usually it's a team of six and we're at least half of a team. So in theory, we should be good. Are we good? No. But between the seasonal events, the new skins, and the characters, um, it's one of my favorite games of all time, for sure. Um, the way they've handled this kind of transition into the sequel kind of sucks, but it'll always hold a special place in my heart. So I actually just logged on to Overwatch today, but um, I have a love-hate relationship with Overwatch because of how competitive it can be, how overpowered some players can be, and... 
there are nights where it's like we we would go on killing sprees and we would you know lock up like a bunch of different you know game modes and it would just be a lot of fun and there then there would be nights where we get demolished and we die five times just within one match and it was the most frustrating thing ever um i wish they would turn it more into a tv show and i thought they were for a time because it has like a marvel universe vibe to it because of how many characters that they're introducing they all have their unique abilities that help contribute towards like their common goal but you know there is no such thing occurring in the future unless joe you have any other insight about that (laughs) well i think what i was gonna say sort of similar to you is that I hate Overwatch almost just as much as I love it. Um, but I think the thing that really has brought me back to Overwatch over time are the characters. I think Blizzard just does the most amazing job with character creation. And you really can't name a bad character in the game. I mean, maybe there are characters that you personally don't like to play as, but every character is just so well thought out. They're, you know, stories that connect to other characters and the lore, and it's just so good. And that's why I think, you know, Overwatch 2 is really going to focus more on the characters, on the co-op of it all, on their stories. And, and, you know, I think that's what people really like about the game. The gameplay is great. It's, you know, tough, (laughs) but it's great. So it is amazing how many characters they're able to create or allow you to create. And um, for a multiplayer shooter, it's kind of nice to not just be like a generic guy holding a gun or a generic girl holding a gun. Um, but I have hated the game just as much as I have loved it. So, Jake, tell me your number four, man. Uh, my number four is... Okay, it's actually made by the same company as GTA, and that's Red Dead Redemption 2. And... Again, it came out pretty recently, and actually for the hard copy version, it took two discs to download onto your PlayStation. It took up quite amount of space, which pretty much maxed mine out completely. But it was so worth it because Arthur Morgan stole the hearts of thousands of people and thousands of gamers. And it was just such a captivating story between... You know, needing to keep the group together, needing to survive, and needing to avoid, you know, the change in culture and lawmakers were and law enforcers were on their trail like left and right, and still falling back into their old addiction of just robbing and stealing and killing. It's it just it just takes your breath away with the story that they were able to throw down into it. And it as far as like a graphically pleasing game, there is nothing better than being able to just ride your horse through some kind of valley, the the blades of grass, the water, even the muscle tone on the horses that you can see, you know, veins coming out the legs, the detail was just, it just took so much time and effort to put that detail into the game. And I truly respect all that hard work that they put into it. And I really hope they will continue to make, you know, Red Dead games going forward. I can only imagine what they could do considering, you know, this one w- was more of a prequel into what Red Dead would initially was, but kind of hope they go into Jack's story next. And we can kind of go from there. But I really hope that 
they continue to make games or maybe can build off of this one and make something great. So let me ask you guys some rapid-fire questions about Red Dead because we've all played it together. We've all played it. Who is your favorite uh, character that is not Arthur Morgan? Joe. Gosh. Uh, Probably John Marston. I mean, he's the protagonist of the Red Dead Redemption, the, you know, the earlier game. And I think he's just made a better character in this game. Um, I really enjoy I thought his story was quite long, <laughs> uh, a bit surprisingly, but he really got a great a great part to act in, in this new game. Well, I'm trying to remember some of them. There's Jose. Oh, Charles. I just Charles, remember Charles yeah. as, a, as a good one. And uh, Lenny. Lenny! Dutch, of course. Uh, Javier. What's Bill. actually... um? Uncle. What's that, what's that one girl's name in it? The blonde one. Sadie. 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 Yep, that's it. Yeah, she's a good one, too. Sadie's actually my pick for probably the best character outside of Arthur Morgan. Micah. Uh, Micah. No, fuck Micah. Fuck Micah. He's a rat. Javier's cool. Charles is cool. But I would say Sadie. Um, Do you guys have a favorite area in the game? I always kind of liked, I forget what they're called, but like wherever the White Mountains were, just because that's where you get to find the rare horse in the game. Okay, let me ask you guys this: what What do you prefer, like between GTA and Red Dead? You know, be, would you rather live in the Wild West or live in like modern day, but you get to still live in GTA style? Uh-oh. Red Dead for sure. <laughs> okay. Easily. I mean, I mean, uh, that was gonna kind of play into my next question, but I'll let Joe answer first. But, um, of course, the game's a bit romanticized. I think, especially the town of Valentine, like you step in that and you feel like a freaking cowboy. How cool is that? Um, but I would definitely pick Red Dead. What about you, Joe? I would say Red Dead. My favorite thing in the whole game is when you have your camp with your, you know, ragtag band of friends, and you go to the campfire, you make your coffee, and then you just drink it. And that's my favorite part of the game. <laughs> It's just drinking, drinking coffee at the camp and you talk to your, you know, your friends and it's just that little slice of life that I really, really enjoy. Plus, there's always the risk of getting jumped by strangers in in that game while you're at your campfire. Um, I'll ask both of you guys this and I'll answer it as well. Rockstar has been a part of Grand Theft Auto as well as Red Dead. What genre would you like to have? Rockstar conquer next. I mean, there's not a whole lot of stones that haven't been turned over by different games. I think um, I really want a sequel to the game Bully. That's what I really want. Fair. That's fair. I, I love that game. <laughs> and that was, a, that was an early Rockstar game. Yeah. If they could do something in like the roaring 20s and you have your classic old school gangsters like that, yeah. I would I would play the hell out of that game. Yeah. I would love to see pirates, something pirates related where you could just steal ships, loot, plunder, pillage, just play Assassin's Creed 4. 
Uh, <laughs> not the same, my friend. Or Sea of Thieves, or any other pirate game. But but it would be different because it's wrong. Kingdom Hearts Star. 3. But could you... Pirates of the Caribbean Enough, level. kill me, please. <laughs> Did you ever um, watch Peaky Blinders? I, I have. So imagine Rockstar makes like a Peaky Blinders version of a game. And again, you can have your businesses where it's you're either diving into the world of drugs or, you know, pro, the whole prohibition era and everything's illegal. It's like it. I feel like that'd be a fun little twist on it. To that be could be go that, that route. Be entertaining. Fingers crossed. Joe, tell me your number four, my guy. Number four. Um, pretty unsurprising pick. The Last of Us. Um, not The Last of Us 2. I was going to ask. The Last of Us. So, I don't hate The Last of Us 2. In fact, it would be a shout-out for this list, but I believe that The Last of Us, the original, has the best ending, period, in any video game. And, I mean, the, the, game, the game story is just perfect. The characters are executed perfectly. Um... I really think that when they made the sequel, they had such a tough task of improving on what was already so strong. They did a they did a good job, and they really like pushed the boundaries for the second game. They did a lot of unexpected and you know surprising things, but that first game I thought was just the like just the ending is enough to put it in my top five and. It, it's a little sad that EJ will never play it, but... Uh, I'll never say... I'm very tempted to play God of War after hearing you guys talk about it. God of War is 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 something that I think you could play. Last of Us... I I've tried know. Last of Us, and I... Ooh, I no. It was, I mean, it's stressful. Don't get me yeah, wrong. It is yeah. very stressful. It's, you know, visually, you're going through a lot of dark scenes through that, and... It has a lot of those just pop-outs of zombies or people that are just jumping out at you. It's, you know, it's it's a jump factor. Same deal as, like, watching a scary movie. I'll just say this, because EJ, you'll never play it, so I'm not really spoiling it for you. And if anyone hasn't played it, then they're seriously, like, been living under a rock because it came out in, like, probably 10 years ago at this point. But the way the game starts is Joel loses his daughter to the infected like it's the very first thing that happens in the game the very last thing that happens in the game is he is about to lose his surrogate daughter ellie and he cannot go through with it even though her death would mean curing the infection he saves her and he keeps her alive and and i because he can't lose another daughter and i just think how brilliant of a story is that that this is a guy who has a chance to save his daughter and he does it, but it means, you know, sort of cursing the rest of the living survivors. And um, I, if if you haven't played it, I would say play it to anyone out there who is interested. And I mean, it's a really fun scavenger game. You know, you're hunting, you're hunting for supplies, you're trying to survive. And the character Joel is one of my all time favorite characters, uh, yeah. just because of his backstory. Like you said, Joe. He starts off just not even realizing that she she's a cure. She he just started off just by transporting her, and like really starting to like wanting to protect her, want to keep her safe. It just this whole father figure mentality. You know, it's really special. You know, it's really something that they need to 
I really hope they continue to build off of after Last of Us 2. I don't know how they can top themselves off, but it's yeah, fun. Well, we'll see how the TV show goes and see how many people are. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that brings us to my number four. And my number four, I think, is playable on everything. Uh, N64, PlayStation, smart refrigerators. It's probably playable on insulin pumps. It is none other than Skyrim, which came out in 2011. I love that genre of dragons and knights. And Skyrim is arguably the most amazing game I've played, but also the most stressful because you can play it any way you want. You can play as any race. You can pick any side. You can go in any direction. And every single time you play, it's going to be different. And part of me loves that, but then there's the part of me that hates not having that structure in my life. And I I only think I've played through it completely twice. And But I always just start new games because you can, and you can do totally different things. And it is such an easy game to get lost in. If you play on, like, PC, there's so many cool mods. It's a brilliant brilliant game and anyone who loves kind of like the fantasy genre should definitely play this game you probably can play it on your phone on your computer on any modern device and i think you should because it's as good as it gets yeah i always i keep coming back to skyrim like (laughs) on every generation sort of like grand theft auto where it's like oh man like i i have such a nostalgic like feeling for this game and I put so many hours into it on PC when it first came out, but then I just ended up buying it again on PS4 because I know like I'm going to want to go back and I'm going to want to just do something different. And I think they really did a good job just creating such a vast world and vast amount of quests that you really can play this game forever. Like There's so much to do in it that it's just unfathomable. I never played it. Which is shocking. Um, I know, yeah, it's right up your alley too, with the mm-hmm. you know sort of Lord of the Ringsy um, type story. I think at this point is just because of how long ago the game initially came out, and even I'm sure they've remastered it, but the graphics of the game is enough to like kind of hold me back. That and maybe that this is the inner snob in me, but because it's like not modern day graphics, I have a hard time like getting into it and playing it. Um, plus it's like it's such a long game like do you guys know the total number of hours within the story mode itself the one thing I will say really quick with the game as it is right now you could buy it on your PlayStation and download a free mod so that the graphics would look like their PS5 graphics you don't just have to do it on PC Um, I don't know the total number of hours but you can complete the game you can complete this quote-unquote story mode in probably, what, Joe, 48 hours, 50 hours? Like, yeah, just the story that's, missions. That's still a long game. That's just the yeah. story missions. Yeah, I, w- I would say, yeah, probably between 30 and 40 for if you're, like, skipping all of the side stuff. But yeah. the game is so, I just, it's so absorbing and it's so just completely like enchanting that you're not going to want to focus on the main quest you're going to enter a town and you're going to see something interesting and just going to get sucked into these you know side quests for hours and hours so yeah 
it's a game you can easily spend 100 or 200 hours on and that's just like one one character yeah because i usually play as a wood elf because they can communicate with animals i know my friend devin our friend devin he likes to play as either the nords or the humans because they're the two ones involved in the in the war um it really just depends on on your play style but it's uh, it's a really great game really really good game but that brings us to our top three. three gentlemen so jake let's go to you my friend number three all time boy it's time for you to play god of war <laughs> um what can i say about this game like for starters i didn't even play the first three like god, gods of war that came out where his storyline is essentially you know he turns into a demigod he kills a bunch of people his skin turns gray from the ashes is of his enemies including his wife and child he turns it into the new god of war after he kills hades he kills his father zeus and after all that they pluck his body and they put it smack dab into norse mythology which is one of my favorite things of all time and they included a son they really were thoughtful about the whole story and like Every, I mean, you're still kind of like searching around trying to find, you know, items to try and like make what your axe and your eventual like swords that you get later on in the game like more powerful and you're leveling up your abilities. It's and visually, it's just so so incredible. Like the best scene of the game is when you are face to face with one of the giants. That's a serpent. I forget the name, but. In Norse mythology, it's the one that is generally supposed to be fighting Thor during Ragnarok, and it's incredible. Is it Jormungandr? It's probably Jormungandr. Yeah, uh, buddy. Good for you for knowing the name, and I, I know don't. my Norse mythology. <laughs> um, Sorry. EJ, you, you got to play this game sooner rather than later. It's like I played it through twice. I'm going to play it through probably a third time. It's just so fun. If you there, get a PS5, you can play it for free. In theory, if I had a friend who worked for Sony, they potentially... Could get you a discount. But the game is so cheap already, you have no excuse not to No, play. I know. It's, it's probably it's GameStop for, for Uber Cheap. It's probably on the PlayStation Store for Uber Cheap. It's about for three um, or four years by now. I do need a new story game, so maybe that'll be the next the next investment. Yeah, that's the one. And you get to hear him say boy 5,000 times. They they put his skin in Fortnite, so it's got to be important. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. That's the, the that's the measure for EJ. Is it in Fortnite? Okay. That's the guy yes, from Fortnite. Maybe I'll check it out. Plus, you know, <laughs> God of the next God of War that comes out is going to be coming out fairly soon. What are we looking at? 2022, 2023? Yeah. I mean, the PS5 is out, so it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and it's like if this comes out only for the PS5, I'm gonna to have to buy a PS5 to play it. Like I'm, I will make that investment immediately He's because hooked. this game is so worth it. Well, uh, I'm glad Jake said that just now because similarly to buying a PS5 just for God of War, I bought a 3DS just to play this game. It is Fire Emblem Awakening, and it was the Came out, God, uh, when we were in undergrad, I believe, and this is a Fire Emblem game. 
Um, it was the first one on the 3DS, and it was like the first game after a long hiatus of the series. Um, this game is sort of like hard to describe to people. It's sort of like a tactical. Um, it's sort of like chess. You have different units that have different abilities, and you move them on a battlefield, and they fight. But it's also like a visual novel, and you have a sto- whole storyline and all these characters, and you build your supports between the characters, and they can pair off. And this game was so good that it brought back the Fire Emblem series from like irrelevance. And now it's one of the most popular series for Nintendo again. And it's just really, really good. I've spent probably the most hours on this game more than I have like any other game. It's just that good and has a very strong uh, position in my heart. So I, uh, do, you, I uh, do you have a favorite character? Well, I mean, the characters that everyone knows because they're in Smash Bros. Are, Roy? Well, no, they're not in this game. It's Krom and Lucina are the ones from mm-hmm. this this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll just you guys aren't going to know who the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm just going to go <laughs> Krom and Lucina All right. That's are the, two of the best. That's fair. I will get into my number three, um, just because I'm talking to myself here. You guys <laughs> no, have no. My I, top three is gonna be way over your guys' heads. You're gonna be like, oh. Well. That, that yep. Should give you all the more reason to enlighten us on the top three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna get into my top three. My number three is Star Wars Battlefront Two from 2005. And oh my god, I know. Hear me out though. Again, <laughs> I was not a big shooter video game guy, I didn't even really know Star Wars when the game came out. Um, I had played Lego Star Wars, I think, because I was a child and I liked Legos. And it was this was still in the age where my parents and grandparents bought me video games, so uh, yeah, kind of rough for me. Uh, but Battlefront, okay, so it's a shooter, but you get to travel to these Star Wars planets, right? So Kashyyyk, Bespin, Kamino, and you get to play as a trooper, whatever. But the greatest fucking feeling in a video game is when you get to play as Yoda or Darth Vader and just slaughter everyone you're against. And there is no other game that replicates that feeling. Like, yeah, in Call of Duty, you can call in a nuke, whatever. You can, I don't know, use your ultimate in Overwatch. None of that compares to how good you feel when you become a Jedi or a Sith Lord. And the game got me into Star Wars. And it's one of the few games, like, they've remade it, and it was it was fine. But none of them compared to, to this Battlefront. So that is my number three game of all time. I would get into Battlefront. I've, I'm a, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars recently and getting more and more into it. So I feel like Battlefront has its potential. Yeah, I would agree with you, EJ. They After they made that Battlefront 2, I don't think they'll ever make another Battlefront game that was as good as that one. Just because, you know, EA has their hands on it now and... I mean, yep. those games they they look nice, but they're just shallow. Like there's no there's no weight to any of it. There's mm-hmm. no 
Like it doesn't have that sense of magic that. Yes. And maybe that's just us talking because we're old and nostalgic for it. But yeah, but this is also was this came in a time where this was 2005, so most of the original movies were out. I'm calling the prequels the original mm-hmm. movies, and you didn't have to unlock anyone. You didn't have to download DLC. All the planets were in it, and you could only play as the certain heroes on their respective planets, which made it more authentic. And there were game modes where you could switch it up. Um, but, man, it was... There was no tryhards. You could play against bots all the time. And it was just, you know, there's no game. There's never been a Marvel game that puts you in the, the movies... There's never been a Harry Potter game yet that really puts you in the movies. Battlefront 2 from 2005 puts you in the movies, which was ahead of its time at the time. Um, yeah, it was it was cool to play as just, you know, a, a random grunt in the army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, nothing grand with any, you know, like overpowered abilities. Like you had to work up to that, which was always super satisfying. But just to start as, you know, some random medic or engineer or... You know, all you have is a pistol, but just going in and it really felt like Star Wars answer to Call of Duty. And it was that was just really cool. I I couldn't agree more. And I'm still sad that these these modern renditions, uh, while visually stunning, and I think you should try it, Jake, because it's probably cheap. It's definitely not the same as the OG version. But that is going to bring us into our top two. And Jake, you get to lead us off. Coming in at my number two, and then my number two and number three were really conflicted, but this one I played a lot as a kid and had a lot of nostalgia, and I could kick anybody's ass today if I were to play it, and that's Mario Kart on the GameCube, man. So fun. Rainbow Road was my least favorite one, but I still dominated it. 150 CCs, three stars every time. It was a lot of fun. I am not surprised it's it's I mean I'm I'm almost surprised it's his number two uh but if you ever want to see the competitive fire that burns within Jake's soul you have to play (laughs) him in Mario Kart it's mostly just a bunch of trash talking and then eventually coming in first (laughs) see there it is the prime example number a it is a game that me and Joe want to play with Jake but we're low-key terrified to play with Jake yeah Uh, that one's weird just because the whole like dual riders, the double dash element of the two mm-hmm. riders, and you could pick like Bowser with Baby Mario or some stuff. And I, I never really understood the dynamics of the double team. And maybe that's why I lose to Jake every time, but it's not my favorite Mario Kart, I'll just say that. Well, if you were winning all the time, you'd understand. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brutal. All right, we're going to have to have a, a live episode where we just have everyone watch us play Mario Kart together. Yeah, we'll stream it. We'll, yeah. we'll stream it either on, was it Twitch or... Facebook Live. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Or CBS. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because that's tuned, where we all get fucked in video games, that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe, please, please save me okay. from my misery. What's your number two? Number two, uh, we already talked about it to death already, so I'm not going to say too much, but it's Red Dead 2. Wait, my number two is also Red Dead 2. 
Oh, good. We can uh, tag team this then. I yeah, guess uh, for me, it's definitely like I don't even consider the online in this ranking. Um, but that said, the story alone is enough to put it as my second favorite game of all time just because of the realism, the characters, the structure. Even though it's a long game, I just ate up every single second of it. I loved it. I am definitely going to go back and play it many, many more times over the course of my life just because it's such a marvel. It's such a uh, feat. It is just incredible. Um, I won't say any more about it. I don't usually play through games more than once, and I've already played through it twice. I did everything as a good guy. I've done it all as a bad guy, which was very difficult for me. Um, but what sets this game apart is the detail and kind of the romanticism, as I mentioned earlier when Jake talked about it. There's stuff that I've never seen in the game that I'm sure you guys have seen in the game. And I have never fallen in love with a cast of characters more than this game. I mean, the end of the game is so gut-wrenching, so powerful. Um, it, it hurt. It hurt. Um, and I remember when this game came out, I'm 25 years old. I could not be more excited every day to come home and play this game after work. I could not be more excited to wake up every day and play this game. And, and that's what gaming should be all about. Um, I look forward to playing it more, like Joe said, and the online, hopefully it gets better over time, but what a great game. It made a top five for all of us, which is pretty impressive. And, sir, need I remind you, you were 26 going 27 yeah, in a few it, weeks? When it came out, it, I was 25. So yeah, but I just, remi- just want to remind you that Yeah, yeah, you're I'm getting not getting old, any man. younger, man. Uh, <laughs> I am younger than both of you, though. So, see ya, see ya in hell, boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. That brings us to our number one video game of all time. Oh, my God. I already know yours, EJ. Yeah, Jake's... everyone already knows mine, so maybe I, I should do go first. I feel okay. Well, the man of mystery here is going to be Joe because I honestly don't know what that's going to be. EJ, I know what yours is. You can probably guess what mine is going to be. Yeah. But like Joe, I really am curious to hear what should, you're going to pick we from. Get ours out have, of the way then, Jake. Okay, yeah. Mine's 2K. EJ's is Kingdom oh. Hearts. Sorry, right, Joe. No. You're. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Explain which 2K, why, and um. What is your favorite Brian Scalabrini to use? Uh, well, I mean, 2K20 is the one that I've played the most of and I've had for two years. I didn't bother getting 2K21 because it's basically the same game, if not worse. Um, Savage. It's Well, I know we're also getting very close to the next release of 2K22, but like after maybe like five months of the game being out, it dropped in price by like 75%. Like, that should say it all. Like, it's not 2K21 is not the best game. 2K20 though is a lot of fun. I spent countless hours um, in my career building eight different builds of dunkers and shooters and big men and point guards. And I've played in the rec with you guys. I've played in the park with a few other friends and created pro am teams. My league, my team, you know. 2K TV, it's just 
for me, it's just the consistent game I have where if I wanted to sit and do nothing, I could play. If I wanted to be super competitive and yell at my screen for an hour or so, that's the game I go to. It's the one that I've played the most out of any basketball game as well. So, gotta be 2K20. Zero. <laughs> 2K200. <laughs> 2K. It will be around for that, I'm sure. We'll have we'll just be the floating heads from Futurama, and Jake will be oh, playing no. 2K. Uh, yes, uh, you guys accurately predicted it is Kingdom Hearts because, in a shocking twist, I do like Disney. Um, my uh, my favorite game in the series is probably the second game. Um, I can't put into words what the first one kind of meant to me because. You know, Disney is definitely aimed for children, and what Kingdom Hearts was able to do with storytelling, it kind of made Disney cool. Um, I was able to, you know, fight alongside Tarzan or Aladdin or explore worlds like Alice in Wonderland and Little Mermaid with Ariel under the sea. Um, The story itself is, it is mind-boggling. I will not lie, I've watched countless youtube videos to explain it and i i don't even know if i can explain it myself um but deep down the message of kind of the darkness and the light in your heart and the constant battle that there is with people is something that i don't know has resonated with me throughout my life and some of the best memories i have as a kid was firing up my playstation 2 and you know there wasn't internet access when i was that young um so you'd fly to a planet, and you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to Agrabah with Aladdin, or oh, my God, I'm going to Halloween Town with Jack Skellington. It was just so cool, and Sora is arguably my favorite character of anything all time. And it's, man, just uh, an incredible game. You can probably get it for cheap right now if you ever wanted to play through it. It's not that the gameplay is hard. Um, the harder levels are actually pretty difficult. Me and Joe have slaughtered through it together um but if you want a simple gameplay you can play it that as well it is the best game of all time kingdom hearts for me number one easily yeah i think the the first game really has a special place in my heart just because of how i think at that point the story was very clear it was very you know the characters were very strong once you get to the second game, it got real weird. Right, because um, it, between 1 and 2, there was all the DS games, all yeah, the yeah. 1.5, 2 point whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, while the combat got better and the animations got better, the, the game's story really didn't get better for me. Um, until the third game came around and kind of like tried to tie out all the, you know, multitude of storylines and events but the first game really is like to me still the strongest one yeah but yeah that's fair i like you said me and jake were pretty easy jake do you have any guesses on what joe's i yeah take a stab at it my guess is we're gonna have no idea what the game is well considering that he's had you know nine final fantasy picks (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of assuming it's going to be another Final Fantasy. Um, Final Fantasy is a bold pick. I Just based on what I've seen him play over the years, I thought Hades might make the top spot. It could be a PC game that we have no idea. 
Diablo, I don't know. Lol, Diablo could or, make it. Uh, FIFA. Secretly, yeah. if he's yeah, bro, it might be, without our our might knowledge, be one of those anime like, waifu games, you know, uh, on my phone. It's it's either going to be something really obscure, obscure, or something that like we have played countless times that like we are just forgetting right now. Um, honest, honest to God, I can't imagine what it's going to be. So, Joe, just big reveal time. Let's go. Uh, we have played it together. Sega Soccer Slam. Really? Really? No, what? Not That's that. your number one? Oh no, my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Holy moly! Um, uh, Jake, you were close when you said Final Fantasy. It's another uh, JRPG. Those seem to be just like my favorite games in the world. I don't know why. Um, but it's Persona Five Royal. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, I've never heard of it before. Right. So Persona Five is like Joker himself. Joker, yeah. From so Persona Five sort of brought the Persona series like into the mainstream a little bit, you know, not entirely into the mainstream that you guys would have heard of it, but definitely elevated the franchise more. And it was the first Persona game that I had ever played. It came out on PS4, I think, when in like 2016 or so, and I just picked it up because it looked cool. I didn't know what it was. I got so hooked into it. I got so like I was thinking about it all day and all night. And so that was the, you know, initial Persona 5, just the regular edition. Persona 5 Royal came out last year. And it's basically just a enhanced and expanded version. But they added an entire like n- another act to the story. And keep in mind, this is already 100 hour plus you know, story, they added on a whole another 20 to 30 hours in this edition. I don't know. It's going to be really hard to explain to you guys, but it's basically a a story about a high school student who has been pretty much absolutely been, his life has been ruined by adults, and he gets the power to go into corrupt adults, basically cognition and change them, make them into better people. And it has the most style out of any game I've ever played. has great music, great combat, great characters. This game is just the coolest game that I've ever played. And I think that I'm going to be playing it probably until I die. It is just that good. Um, I put it above Red Dead. I put it above Last of Us. Just because like this is the kind of game that I think applies to me the most. It's like my personality just vibes so well with this kind of game it's strategic but it's also story heavy but it's also you know everyone loves red dead everyone loves last of us but this is a game that's like very specific but it really 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 is done well so there you go i i mean when i heard you say it i'm not super surprised um but what i will say is super interesting about all of our number one picks is they all reflect kind of our personalities i mean of course jake you love basketball but you're competitive you're fun you really like to work hard at what you do to be the best you can be joe you just kind of went into why your game represents you and of course kingdom hearts represents me so it's really interesting you know this is the type of list that we might do again in six months maybe a year it'll be interesting to see where things change but i can't imagine any of our number ones falling out of place 
Yeah. Um, this has been a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, kind of sad it's over because this is like the list of all lists. This was should, the, the. Should we the name re- like some shout outs before we. I think I think so. I think we should try to limit it to three shout outs though, each. Okay. And then, because I mean, there's so many games we can shout out, but three shout outs each. Okay. Well, I got five. So, Time Splitters, Smash Bros, Lord of the Rings, and the Game Boy Advance, Assassin's Creed Unity, and Pokemon Red. All right. So. Well, we'll do five shout outs each then. <laughs> so, thank you, Jake, for shouting us off. You're you're welcome. Smash Bros yeah. could also be a shout out of mine, so thank you. I appreciate that. Great game. Who's your main? I don't have one. I just button mash whoever I have. Okay, that is what I <laughs> like to hear. I can see why it's your favorite game. Yeah. I can see why I suck at it. <laughs> um, Joe, give me some shout outs, my guy. All right, I'm going to do five. Um, I'm going to go Catherine, uh, Super Smash Ultimate. I'm going to go with Gears of War, the first one. I'm going to go with... Uh, Halo 3. Oh, Halo 3 is also on mine. And um, for the last one, I'm going to go with, ah, man, Kingdom Hearts 1, probably. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, All right, so some of my shout-outs. There were no mobile games, but I'm going to give a shout-out to Pokemon Go. I'm going to give it... You laugh, but that was the closest we've ever been to World Peace. Mobile games are not video games. It, It is, though. It is a virtual game. It's the closest we've ever been to World Peace. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, another shout-out I'm going to give is Wii Sports, because that was just a great time when that game came out. Um, Dynasty Warriors. Not anyone specific. Yeah. Yeah. D- Dynasty Warriors is a really cool game with good characters, good combat. I have to shout-out Madden, um, just because of I've owned every Madden since 2002. I regret it the most recent years because the game has sucked the past recent years but madden and then if i had to pick one more i would probably go with a game called harvest moon friends of mineral town it was a game i played a lot on my ds back in the day you just kind of had a farm and you had to woo one of the ladies in the town and it's a good time but gentlemen that concludes our video game list do you have any closing thoughts you know, we're all out here trying to bag a milkmaid on that farm of yours. Um, <laughs> so the milkmaid was a struggle, okay? She was not my favorite. I think, EJ, your list redeemed itself a little bit. Um, you. Jake, your list was pretty good. We had a lot of overlap, so I can't really fault you too much. I think mine probably, if this were to go onto Twitter and people were to do a poll about it, I feel like mine had a lot of fan favorites on there. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like as far as the gaming community goes, I am very much an amateur. You know, there are professional gamers out there that would look at Joe's list and be like, "Yep, this is the absolutely one, the one I would choose." Yeah. Yeah. I think any uh, one looking at EJ's list would see Fortnite and NFL Street and be like, "Okay, uh, next." Thank and, you. Next. And Battlefront Two from like 2005 would be like, "Uh, next." Listen. <laughs> They're great games. They have a warm spot in my fuzzy heart. Okay. They're great. They're great to you, and that's all that matters. That's right. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. 
Um, Our albums. We had a better transition, but we did listen to albums this week. Um, Our group album was by a good Disney friend of mine, Randy Newman. Uh, You may know him from uh, Pixar movies, because that's usually what he's in, but specifically Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. come to mind. Uh, Joe, what did you think of uh, Randy? I really like Randy Newman. Um, He sort of reminds me of my dad in a way. Just very, like, whimsical, sarcastic, good intentions, but sort of comes across in, in a, you know, in, in in a strange way. It's it's strange, but I just really, really liked it. Um, his music is just feels like home to me. Okay. And just, I mean, like, he's not the most... He's not. He doesn't have the voice of an angel. He's really, a very unique voice. Really great sound. Like his instruments, I think, are just so beautiful. And yeah, I would give this a nine out of ten. So for everyone listening, this is Randy Newman's 1972 album "Sail Away" that we listened to as a group. Um, Joe, it sounds like has very high praise. What about you, Jake? This album put me to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, uh, the bite reverse me. effect, yeah. Sorry, but uh, you know, talented guy, obviously more musically inclined than I am. However, it didn't hit the same way it did for you, Joe. So this one got probably about like a four for me. Mm. Okay. Maybe the the Disney file will redeem me. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's funny because when I, you know my first exposure to Randy Newman was in Toy Story mm-hmm. and Monsters Inc. And when you think of Randy Newman, and I'll just compare him to other '90s Disney movies. You think of the music of Randy Newman, you've got a friend of me compared to a song like Beauty and the Beast. I'll make a man out of you. It's um, it's a very different world, and in the grand scheme of Disney things, I, I I don't love his music. While they're classics, I'll listen to them all the time. I'm going to listen to Tarzan's soundtrack a hundred times before I listen to Randy Newman. But that being said, I think what makes Randy Newman so special is how unique he is. And, you know, it's funny because I like music that, that's jammable. It's it's your white girl playlist um, from middle <laughs> school. Uh, that's the music I like. But Randy Newman, it's just uh, beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful. I, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, Thank you. His, uh, his instruments are really good. I have to agree with you. Um, his voice is unique, and I'm going to leave it at that. There, there are some times I really, really enjoy his voice. There are other times I really don't enjoy his voice but i just feel like if my dad was ever to sit down and sing to me it would be randy newman (laughs) that's what it feels like yeah um or even like your grandfather that's kind of what it feels like um so you know that's actually better than i thought we would do that's a pretty it's a 20 that's like a six and a six average score it's a six give or take average score 
Um, Sigh. That's okay. Um, it's good music. I encourage people to listen to it because it's sentimental music. It's really, it's it's emotional music. It's not jammable music, like EJ said. It's not that, but it's it's just nice music. It's really nice to listen to. Um, I'll leave it at that. I I'm just glad no one gave it a zero. I kind of would have been sad if there had been a zero. Um, but we're going to move into our individual albums. And I'm the host, so I will go first. Uh, I listen to... Uh, I listen to DJ Shadow. And <laughs> their album from 1996, Introducing. I, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, I think what I really like about it is it's, it's instrumental. A lot of instrumental stuff going on. Um like older DJ type of things, um, which is actually just kind of cool because it kind of felt like I was learning some history about DJing by listening to this. Um, That being said, it did feel very outdated. And as someone who really does like remixes and EDM versions of songs in the modern day, uh, listening to this was, I mean, I love historical things, but it was was a process to kind of get through. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Um, I think my favorite song, and honestly, it's just because it. I looked at the title and I had to think several times. It's called What Does Your Soul Look Like? Part 4. There is no part 1, 2, or 3 on this album. Um, so it, it made me really look deep inside myself. But I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. What about you, Jake? How about your individual album, my guy? So I had is either the album is either called X by Los Angeles or it was called Los Angeles by X. I couldn't remember. This album was just another version of Green Day for me, even though it's from 1980. It like I said, it's something very similar to what I've heard before. So it got a five out of ten for me, and I think their best song was Los Angeles. It, the song, the albums are kind of repeating themselves a little bit within this top 500 album. You know, I'm still sitting here waiting for something different that I haven't really heard before, and I'm very hopeful for the future that maybe there will be an album quite like that, one that I'll actually enjoy, not just one that I'll sit here and be like, yeah, it's different, but I hate it. Because there's a lot of music out there that's very much like that. So, yeah, that's that was my album. Quick rendition. I'm slowly burning into a smoldering fire over here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Joe, take it away. All right. I listened to something very different this week. Uh, I listened to Prince. Yeah, he did. His 1980 album, Dirty Mind. We really challenged you this week, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I I went into this saying, oh, I do not like Prince. I, you know, to me, as a kid, I always listened to Michael Jackson. Uh, I never listened to Prince as a kid. After listening to this album, I know why I never listened to Prince when I was a kid. There you go. Because this album is not for kids. Uh, It's very, very sexual. It's very explicit. That said, 
I didn't hate it. I kind of liked wow. it. Wow. Uh, wow. So this was in 1980. This was kind of like uh, Prince was always kind of ahead of his time. And this to me, it was before he really got into like the synth heavy, like, you know, super pop, like, you know, mega hits that he had. This was an early album of Prince. And it sort of like was riding that wave of, of funkadelic rock and roll that sounded old but classic and sounded really smooth and and really good i the music in here was really great prince himself sounds like a dying cat to me but again like like i've said different artists just sound unique and the more unique their sound i think in general the better randy newman is a good example prince is is one that okay i don't like his voice that much but it's unique and it works for his music um i think i i would give this album what did i give it i think an eight out of ten that's what i would give it i'd say listen to uptown listen to party up those are those are good ones i'm i'm honestly shocked that you liked it because you were vehemently against prince going into this episode yeah, so that I, makes me feel like we saw kind of some character development from you I might be a Prince fan, though. I, I don't know. It could be the truly talking, but that's what I like to hear. Probably the it, It's probably the truly talking. And Jake is hosting next week. Jake, do you have any teasers as to what uh, we might be discussing next week? Well, uh, the NBA playoffs have kicked off. So I know you guys aren't as in tune as I am about current players and current movements going on with the league but we'll try and find something fun to talk about but it's going to be basketball related i'm excited we're, we're playing basketball it's gonna be a good time and thus concludes our two-parter you know we finally got through our one list of all of our favorite video games and all the future video games that we're probably going to play um the real question is, do you guys think you'll ever stop playing video games? I hope not. I hope I am that 80-year-old geezer, not on my front porch in my rocker, but in my gaming dungeon in my rocker, playing some VR, Kingdom Hearts, living my best life. In all I seriousness, think, I hope I play for a long time. I think games will continue to evolve in, in, in a sense and maybe there will you know, mobile games will evolve to where we, you know, they're actual games instead of just, you know, free to play stuff. I, my dream is when I'm an old man and I'm in the nursing home and I have unlimited time and nothing to do that. I just have all my old consoles and I just get to play games all day. That's, that's what I want. Heck. Who knows, man? By the time we're that age, games might be fully immersive. You may strap on a, yeah. a headset and you are Master Chief. You know? It's crazy to think about. Meanwhile, I am just over here looking at paint samples and what they're going to potentially look like on the okay. walls. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've lost Jake. Jake's talked about <laughs> as many video games as he can for the next three years. Yes, <laughs> sir. Jake has taken the word out of his vocabulary. He can't handle it. Yeah, it's so all about is, it's all about the barley teal blue. 
could Jake, be a color. Jake is in shambles. I think that is a good <laughs> note for us to end on. So from from Tron, from Dead Mouse, from myself, Leah later. Leah later. Leah later. <laughs>